0: Presented by AT and T. Connecting changes everything. Two, three, four. four, three, four seven, what would you
2: talk about on your uh, on your podcast? Five, Six,
0: seven, eight, five, eight, three, nine, eight, nine,
2: ten, eleven. Elvis Duran presents. Twelve, thirteen, fourteen,
0: fifteen. <laughs> the fifteen minute
1: morning show,
2: and we welcome Dan Harris. Hi Dan. Okay, so let me tell you Dan Harris is. You've seen him a million times, giving you the real news on ABC, Good Morning America, and of course, uh, you, you're still doing Nightline as well? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Uh, Excuse- assuming they let me through security today. Of course, yeah. absolutely.
2: <laughs> Hanging out with us. I can't believe that someone who has the prestigious job as you have, Dan, lowbrow it with our show. I mean, why, why do you come on our show?
3: Um, Gandhi pays me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and the truth comes out.
2: And okay. I
3: introduce you to Gandhi, Gandhi,
2: <laughs> yes. Dan Harris. Hi, Dan Hi. Harris.
0: How
3: so, are you? I, I I'm don't... feeling the spiritual vibes over here. I know, yeah. see? Think. It's, it's good, good. not
2: from me, it's from her. Yep, I'm trying. So Dan Harris came to our show, Danielle, you remember, five years ago. Yeah. His new book called 10% Happier. I read this book, and I was I was talking about it on our show. It's about meditation. And I'm like, you know what? Let me, let me stretch what we typically do on our show and talk about meditation. Yeah. I was so afraid to talk about it because a lot of people, I think, think it's kind of a weird taboo, they don't understand it topic. But your book was fascinating. Tell everyone why it did so well and why it's important important for us to continue because, to read it
3: because i got on the show i okay. think that's why i did so well uh i don't know it came out at the right time meditation was starting to get hyped and uh, this was about five years ago and i think the book just came out at the right time plus i think i had the innovation of writing a book about meditation where i use the f word a lot yeah and i talked about how i had a panic attack on national television because i had engaged in some very dumb behavior in my personal life after covering wars for a long time i got depressed started to self-medicate with cocaine that changed my brain chemistry, and that produced a panic attack, which you can see on YouTube right now if you want. Um, And so that was pretty inconvenient and embarrassing and set me off toward meditation. And I think kind of talking about it in a different way really helped.
2: Well, that's the point. When you read 10% Happier from Dan Harris, uh, it does approach meditation from an angle that we understand. Uh, We're not a bunch of dumbasses. I don't mean it like that, but... The, the well, people who've never, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> no, it. Listen, it got me back into meditation. Yes, yeah, yeah. And uh, I I still kind of wander off that road from time to time. That's why I read his other book, Meditation for Fidgety Skeptics. <laughs> which
3: you guys star in. That's yes, right, we in, in it. it. Yes, yep. absolutely. Because so, I needed people, I, need, I needed guinea pigs like uh, examples of the hardest cases possible. Right. So I focused on Danielle. <laughs> was
0: nice. So let's talk <laughs> wait about Wait med- a minute, I don't, I don't take that God's fired
1: (laughs) well she still hasn't read it so there you go so okay let's talk about meditation
2: uh, obviously you know because you're you're in it so five years ago meditation versus five five years later now meditation what's the difference I mean who is caught on to meditation and how is it working for them versus back then?
3: It's really it's amazing. I mean, I I, I don't think I'm the cause of this, but I think what we've seen in the last five years is it taking off in massive ways. Uh, Apple, my company, 10% Happier, we work with Apple to teach 150,000 employees there how to meditate. Chicago Cubs, who I think are pretty good, they won the World Series or something like that, they meditate. New York Knicks, who suck but don't hold that against meditation. (laughs) Uh, Uh We're seeing it in executive offices around uh, the... Uh, world. Tim Ryan, who's running for president right now as a Democrat, has written a book about meditation. So we're just seeing it catch on in all these different areas of the culture. And I think that's amazing.
2: And the military.
3: And the military, yeah. yes. And the military, This was going on five years ago, but it's really taken off uh, where you see uh, the military spending tens of millions of dollars in the research. It's, this is being studied by scientists because the military is very evidence-based. And they're finding that the early evidence suggests it makes troops who are s- making better decisions in the field. And then when they come home, they're more resilient against PTSD. That's huge.
0: Wow. Huge. And nowadays, the way the world is, there's so much anxiety everywhere. They were saying that kids have more anxiety nowadays than they ever had in the past because of what they're subjected to all the time. That's, I think we need it more than ever.
3: I think that's exactly right. We're seeing record levels of anxiety, yeah. depression, suicide among young people. It's horrific. It's horrific. And uh, I think meditation is now starting to catch on in schools, in juvenile halls, in foster homes. And I think this is a really positive intervention. Yeah.
0: So what was the leap from all the things you were talking about and maybe the cocaine use to meditation? How did you get from one to the other?
3: Uh, it was a, It's a weird and windy story, which is uh, takes up a big chunk of the book. But I had... <laughs> in a total coincidence, been assigned to cover faith and spirituality for ABC News around the time that I was freaking out on television. And so I didn't, I I was raised in the People's Republic of Massachusetts. Both of my parents are are left of Trotsky um, uh, scientists, (laughs) atheist scientists. And so I had no, I did have a bar mitzvah, but only because there was money involved. And so I was not interested in this stuff at all. But ultimately through this beat, I I found I discovered a self-help writer named Eckhart Tolle, who's a huge self-help writer, and I read his book, and he was the first person who ever pointed out to me that we have a voice in our heads, meaning not schizophrenia or hearing voices, but there's this inner narrator we have that chases you out of bed in the morning and is yammering at you all day long, has you constantly wanting stuff or not wanting stuff, judging people, judging yourself, comparing yourself to other people, thinking about the past or thinking about the future to the detriment of whatever's happening right now. And when i read that i thought okay well that's just true and i realized it explained why i had a panic attack on national television because i went off to war zones without thinking about the consequences and i came home and i got depressed and i, I was insufficiently self-aware to know it and then i blindly self-medicated and it blew up in my face and i was really intrigued by what Tolly was talking about however he was kind of frustrating because he doesn't really give you a lot of practical advice and so after interviewing him and being a little frustrated by him, I then discovered that most of the stuff that he was talking about was stolen, largely largely without attribution, from somebody known as the Buddha. Mm-hmm. And the Buddha actually had advice, which was you should meditate. <laughs> and then I found out that meditation has actually been secularized. It's not a religious practice. It's been studied in the labs. And then I started to do it. That's so, a long answer. but yeah, You, you, you have
2: to read the book. It really is fascinating. It actually goes into deep detail about all the different travels and different things they experienced to Convince him, Dan Harris, that meditation is cool. Let's talk about voices in the head. How do you describe to someone who just doesn't understand what you're talking about these voices in our heads that guide us Sometimes down the right path and sometimes down the wrong path.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's. I want to be clear. I mean, maybe you've given more than you intended to away. I'm not talking about voices. Like, right. if you're hearing voices, Elvis, then you, we should get you some help. Exactly. So um, <laughs> you, you don't hear actual syllables. So, actually, sometimes you do. I mean, everybody's mind is different, and I'm teasing you. But but we all have an inner conversation that it's if, – if you were to stop somebody in the street and say, do you have a mind and are you thinking? They would say, yeah, of course. But most of us are unaware of this thunderously obvious fact, and as a consequence, our thought processes, our anxious, self-referential thoughts, own us, which is why we're eating when we're not hungry, or we say something that ruins the next 48 hours of our marriage, or whatever. (laughs) We're just yanked around by this puppeteer inside that's often offering up really dumb ideas. And meditation is just a way to wake up to that, where you're just like, oh yeah, I just had this thought, I just had this urge to... Uh, you know, uh, flip off the driver in front of me and chase him with my kids in the back thinking I've lost my mind. But I can let that come and go. And I don't have to uh, be owned by every neurotic obsession that passes through my mind.
2: Well, that's a heavy, heavy thing for people to understand and to conquer. So meditation, as I understand it, as I practice it, is catching and releasing sitting here just trying to be mindful of nothing, and then if I have a thought about uh, a show I need to watch on TV tonight, I just, okay, I need to watch that, then I let it go.
3: We're just, yes. It's yes, the exercise.
2: Yes. It's actually an exercise of letting go, right?
3: We're describing the same thing. It's just basically, so the act of meditation, mostly you sit with your eyes closed, don't do this if you're driving. <laughs> you try to bring your full attention to the feeling of your breath as it comes in and goes out. And then every time you get distracted, which will happen a million times, you'll start thinking about you know where did gerbils run wild? What kind of bird was Big Bird? Whatever, and then you'll <laughs> oh you'll notice oh yeah I got distracted, and then you start again and again and again, and that's the catching and releasing. This to see that inside your head it's kind of a zoo, but you don't have to let all of the various animals in there. This this is an analogy that will work with your fiance own you and drive you blindly, and so therefore you get a like kind of inner meteorologist that shows you what kind of storms are brewing so that you don't have to get buffeted by the winds all the time.
2: Shall I give you the easiest the easiest act of meditation you can do? Yes. Okay, when I count to three, take a deep breath and then let it go. Ready? One, two, three. Feel how peaceful you are right now. You took in a breath, you let yeah. it go. You're probably just thinking about taking a breath and letting it go it, it's quiet in this world of loud noise it's this in my opinion the simplest act of meditation
3: And you're resetting your body there yes I mean, you're actually there's a lot of science that suggests you're just sending the message to your body that okay for a second here let's relax mm-hmm.
0: even on your apple watch it will give you moments during the day where it says okay take a breath yeah and you sit there and it counts on a minute of you just you're breathing just how you're breathing, and yeah, sometimes I go dismiss, but you know. <laughs> well, I mean, just in talking about this, the conversation
2: has relaxed me. Yeah,
0: it, yeah, it is. It's quieter in here. Is there a time of the day, or maybe after certain things, that you think it's this is the best time for you to stop and meditate?
3: It's so hard to start a habit. You know, I think a lot of people listening to this are thinking, okay, this sounds attractive. I'm glad the Cubs are doing it, but like, I don't have time to do this. Danielle voiced this concern to me personally, and I, I have a lot of sympathy for that. We're busy. We're really busy. A lot of us have kids and mm-hmm. a job or two. And so I, I think you have to take it easy on yourself and think, how can I fit this into my schedule in the easiest possible way? And in everybody wants to know, by the way, what's the least amount I can do and get all of these scientifically advertised <laughs> so benefits? That's a good so, so What is the
2: least amount I can get uh, away with?
3: My little mantra is one minute counts. Yep. And uh, I really, I really we have on on the 10% happier app, we have a lot of little one minute meditations. And I really believe one minute is enough to, rel- you know, calm you down, give you some perspective on your anxiety, and not be owned by all of these. You are not your thoughts. and you don't have to act as though they're little dictators giving you orders you have to follow. And a minute can reset you in that way. And I think a minute, Most days, uh, the other little mantra I have is daily ish. Mm -hmm. Um, I think really can do the trick. And you don't have to be militant about putting it at a certain time every day unless that works for you.
2: Okay. There you have it. You should try it. Danielle has yet to try it.
0: Oh, my dad swears by meditation. He thinks that it is the cure all for every type of anxiety that you have. He says 15 minutes a day, ever since I was little, he tried to get me to do it, but getting a kid to do it is difficult. It was in
2: your own house. Yes. And it, but is it because it was your father that you refused to do it? Of
0: course. I was of like, course. this guy knows nothing. <laughs> but now that Dan Harris is here, I accept it.
2: Okay, so your, your dad talked about how anxiety is lessened because of meditation. Yes. What are, like, Dan, what are some of the other side effects, the, the positives yeah. that come from meditation?
3: Well, the research, there's been a ton of research around this, which is what allowed somebody as skeptical as me to do it. The research showed is the strongest in the areas of anxiety and depression. And we're as we discussed before, we're, we're seeing unprecedented levels of anxiety and depression. And meditation can really help. It's also been shown to lower your blood pressure, boost your immune system. And, li- and this is the coolest part. Literally rewire key parts of your brain. This is a tiny bit glib. But when you meditate, you're kind of performing brain surgery on yourself. You're rewiring the area of the brain associated with focus. We're all super distracted now because of texts and tweets and all that stuff. And you're rewiring to keep part of the bra- uh, the part of the brain that regulates stress, and that's incredibly powerful. Incredibly powerful.
2: I would think that even just putting down your phone and refusing to text someone for an hour is a form of meditation. It is. Yes, I mean compared yeah. to the anxiety yes. levels that you reach when you're always on your phone.
3: Absolutely. Scary.
0: Sorry. I mean, oh with this,
3: you, we, you see people, I give talks all the time about meditation, and you see people, it's like a zombie arm is moving toward their device, it <laughs> can't stop, you know, it's a massive compulsion, and so I suffer from it too, and I'm, I'm so I'm a huge hypocrite, um, but, and so it's okay, you don't need to beat yourself up about this, it's just seeing that you have this compulsion, and maybe dialing it down a little bit, right. can see, be massively helpful. Mm-hmm. can really just Let it go. Do you still and release? meditate every day? Absolutely, how, yes. Like, how long I'm, do you I'm not comfortable for? being that level of a hypocrite, so I'm going to be out here.
0: <laughs> so how, yeah. like, how long do you do it for Okay, so
3: day? I I do it quite a bit. I okay. do it for an hour a day. Oh. But I, I don't think that's... I, I hesitate to say that because I don't want people to get the impression that they have to do that amount. Right. I, you know, you want your trainer at the gym to do a lot of exercise, mm. and I'm now like a pretty public meditation evangelist, and yes. I think you would want somebody in my position to know what he's talking about. Right, of course. But that's why I do that.
2: Well, if you read the book, you'll know that he actually floated across our room. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Now, where were you? You, you, Okay, you went... Okay, this is extreme, but let's get into it. Okay, (laughs) this is just like... Okay. Let's do it. You actually traveled to, and you were quiet for an amount of time. Give me those two answers. And then you actually floated... You floated across the room.
3: (laughs) I don't know if I actually levitated. Oh, yes, you did. You levitated. So I went to this very, uh, what I thought was a very strange place in uh, north of San Francisco, and I did a 10-day silent meditation retreat, which for the first couple of days was the worst thing I've ever done. I hated everybody there. I hated everybody (laughs) who told me I should do this thing. I hated myself more than anything. And then after a couple of days of being there, it's like all vegetarian food and no talking, no phones, no nothing. Thing, meditating all day long after a couple days there the inner chatter the volume of my inner chatter went down to a level where i experienced a kind of happiness i had never experienced before
2: is it? Is there any way to explain it if we've never been there we'll never get it
3: uh it is so it, we in our culture we often m- conflate or confuse happiness and excitement right so it's not like i want a new car it was more like w- I realized that wanting itself is painful, and when you're not in a, when everything's okay, just as it is, that is accompanied by a massive dose of uh, relaxation and peace of mind. So and that's what I got. So
2: you had seven more days of that?
3: No, no, no. I, I had I'd like thir- I had so about four or five days in. I had this experience, and then after about a day and a half. It went away, and I started hating everybody and everything Okay, okay. so you had like, yes. like a day of... <laughs> yeah.
2: a, but, so you didn't levitate, but you'd experience this thing that you really would love to experience again. Changed had, my life. Yeah. Changed
3: my life. And I, it gave me a sense that there's more to this mind and to this life than we're sold by advertisers and by our teachers and by our parents. There's a way to, uh, to access levels of calm and well-being that most of us in our culture but they do it very well in Gandhi's culture uh uh are unaware of and so I've gone back and done several of these retreats
2: and you still went through the phases of hating and oh
3: 100 (laughs) percent, yes yeah I'm great I'm still uh, it's it's hard look any anything you do that if you're striving for um and striving in and of itself is a tricky thing when it comes to meditation but if you're trying to do anything meaningful it's going to be difficult and that's true of meditation too
2: so uh, this book 10% Happier we're celebrating it's 5th anniversary I want everyone to read it because it really is interesting because you watch Dan go from I don't know to firm believer I want to make other people firm believers Uh, the the other book Meditation for Fidgety Skeptics we're in there because we're a room full of fidgety skeptics (laughs) So, I got a book coming out.
3: I was just going to ask you about that. Any
2: advice? I mean, I don't I mean, it's basically written, but I can throw a chapter in there for you if you want me um, to. I mean, what do you need?
3: Are you nervous about the stuff you're you're going to some of it. disclose?
2: Yeah, some of it.
3: My advice to you having been through this where I went and and very publicly talked about things that I thought were going to kill my career is that it's going to be totally fine. And that what I learned, which is truly humbling, is people aren't that interested in you or in my case me. What they want to know is what do you have that can be of value to me? What in your story is meaningful and moving for me? They, they're going to get over whatever titillating stuff you put in there and you don't have to worry about it hurting you. I think you just have to be confident that the story you're telling is powerful enough and meaningful enough and important enough to be worth it. Well, I'm screwed. Uh-oh.
2: <laughs> there's nothing of any help <laughs> at right. all or assistance I at all. Totally value? I totally do
3: not believe that. Nah, there's no value in there. I do not believe that.
2: All right, so I want everyone to open your mind. I want you to open your mind to the possibility that meditation could be something that could change your life, because I'm telling you, I'm telling you it changed mine. Can you imagine what, how much of a raving lunatic I'd be if if I didn't meditate?
0: No. no. Wow.
2: Raving and raging. <laughs>
0: Shut up,
2: Connie. <laughs> Scary's that, behind that, you, like That
3: what? laughter's a little too real. <laughs> 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 the whole mood in the room just changed. <laughs> Fine, my screw daughter. everyone. <laughs> Love it. All right, look,
2: uh, again, Dan, congratulations on five years of changing Thank you. many people's lives. Thank I know you. you're, you're too modest to take, uh, take credit for any of it, but I know a lot of my friends who read 10% Happier and you've totally changed their lives. And it's, you know what, even if you never meditate a moment in your life, it's a great story, And it's great to see other people out there meditating. I really
3: appreciate it. And you getting behind it has made a huge difference for for real. So thank you. It's a big show. Look at this. (laughs) (laughs) Living the dream in here. (laughs) This is a
0: dream.
3: Thank you,
2: Dan
0: Harris.
3: Thank you, guys. Great to see you. Great to meet you.
0: Nice
1: to meet you, The 15-Minute Morning Show. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply.
0: Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee.